Isaiah chapter 17, the Lord will judge Damascus. This is an oracle about Damascus. Look, Damascus is no longer a city. It is a heap of ruins. The cities of Aurora are abandoned. They will be used for herds which will lie down there in peace. Fortified cities will disappear from Ephraim and Damascus will lose its kingdom. The survivors in Syria will end up like the splendour of the Israelites, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. At that time, Jacob's splendour will be greatly diminished and he will become skin and bones. It will be as when one gathers the grain harvest and his hand gleans the ear of grain. It will be like one gathering the ears of grain in the valley of Raphaim. There will be some left behind, as when an olive tree is beaten. Two or three ripe olives remain toward the very top, four or five on its fruitful branches, says the Lord God of Israel. At that time men will trust in their Creator. They will depend on the Holy One of Israel. They will no longer trust in the altars their hands made or depend on the Asherah poles and the incense altars their fingers made. At that time their fortified cities will be like the abandoned summits of the Amorites, which they abandoned because of the Israelites. There will be desolation. For you ignore the God who rescues you. You pay no attention to your strong protector. So this is what happens. You cultivate beautiful plants and plant exotic vines. The day will begin cultivating. You do what you can to make it grow. The morning you begin planting. You do what you can to make it sprout. Yet the harvest will disappear in the day of disease and incurable pain. Beware, you many nations massing together, those who make a commotion as loud as the roaring of the sea's waves. Beware, you peoples making such an uproar, those who make an uproar as loud as the roaring of powerful waves. Though these people make an uproar as loud as the roaring of powerful waves, when he shouts at them, they will flee to a distant land, driven before wind like dead weeds on the hills, or like dead thistles before a strong gale. In the evening there is sudden terror, by morning they vanish. This is the fate of those who try to plunder us, the destiny of those who try to loot us. Isaiah chapter 18, the Lord will judge a distant land in the south. Beware, land of buzzing wings, the one beyond the rivers of Cush, that sends messengers by sea, who glide over the water's service in boats made of papyrus. Go, you swift messengers, to a nation of tall, smooth-skinned people, to a people that are feared far and wide, to a nation strong and victorious, whose land rivers divide. All you who live in the world, who reside on the earth, you will see a signal flag raised on the mountains. You will hear a trumpet being blown. For this is what the Lord has told me. I will wait and watch for my place, like scorching heat produced by the sunlight, like a cloud of mist in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the bud has sprouted and the ripening fruit appears, he will cut off the unproductive shoots with pruning knives. He will prune the tendrils. They will all be left for the birds of the hills and the wild animals. The birds will eat them during the summer, and all the wild animals will eat them during the winter. At that time tribute will be brought to the Lord of Heaven's armies by a people that are tall and smooth-skinned, a people that are feared far and wide, a nation strong and victorious, whose land rivers divide. The tributes will be brought to the place where the Lord of Heaven's armies has chosen to reside.
on Mount Zion. Isaiah chapter 19, the Lord will judge Egypt. This is an oracle about Egypt. Look, the Lord rides on a swift moving cloud and approaches Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him and Egyptians lose their courage. I will provide civil strife in Egypt. Brothers will fight with one another, as will neighbours, cities and kingdoms. The Egyptians will panic, and I will confuse their strategy. They will seek guidance from the idols, and from the spirits of the dead, from the pits used to conjure up underworld spirits, and from the magicians. I will hand Egypt over to a harsh master. A powerful king will rule over them, says the sovereign lord of heaven's armies. The water of the sea will be dried up, and the river will dry up and be empty. The canals will stink, the streams of Egypt will trickle and then dry up, the bulrushes and reeds will decay, along with the plants by the mouth of the river. All the cultivated land near the river will turn on dust and be blown away. The fishermen will mourn and lament, all those who cast a fish hook into the river, and those who spread out a net on the water's surface will grieve. Those who make clothes from combed flax will be embarrassed. Those who weave will turn pale. Those who make cloth will be demoralised. All the hired workers will be depressed. The officials of Zoan are nothing but fools. Pharaoh's wise advisers give stupid advice. How dare you say to Pharaoh, I am one of the sages, one well versed in the writings of the ancient kings. But where, oh where, are your wise men? Let them tell you, let them find out what the Lord of Heaven's armies has planned for Egypt. The officials of Zoan are fools. The officials of Memphis are misled. The rulers of her tribes lead Egypt astray. The Lord has made them undiscerning. They lead Egypt astray in all she does, so that she is like a drunk sliding around in his own vomit. Egypt will not be able to do a thing, head or tail, shoots or stalk. At that time the Egyptians will be like women. They will tremble and fear because the Lord of Heaven's armies brandishes his fist against them. The land of Judah will humiliate Egypt. Everyone who hears about Judah will be afraid because of what the Lord of Heaven's armies is planning to do to them. At that time five cities in the land of Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord of Heaven's armies. One will be called the City of the Sun. At that time there will be an altar for the Lord in the middle of the land of Egypt, as well as a sacred pillar dedicated to the Lord at its border. It will become a visual reminder in the land of Egypt of the Lord of Heaven's armies. When they cry out to the Lord because of oppressors, he will send them a deliverer and defender who will rescue them. The Lord will reveal himself to the Egyptians and they will acknowledge the Lord's authority at that time. They will present sacrifices and offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and fulfil them. The Lord will strike Egypt, striking and healing them. They will turn to the Lord and he will listen to their prayers and heal them. At that time there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will visit Egypt and the Egyptians will visit Assyria. The Egyptians and Assyrians will worship together. At that time Israel will be the third member of the group along with Egypt and Assyria and will be a recipient of blessing on the earth. The Lord of heaven's armies will pronounce a blessing over the earth saying, Blessed be my people, Egypt, and the work of my hands, Assyria, and my special possession, 
Israel. Psalm 62 for the music director Jeduthun, a psalm of David. For God alone I patiently wait. He is the one who delivers me. He alone is my protector and deliverer. He is my refuge. I will not be upended. How long will you threaten a man like me? All of you are murderers as dangerous as a leaning wall or an unstable fence. They spend all their time planning how to bring their victim down. They love to use deceit. They pronounce blessings with their mouths, but inwardly they utter curses. Patiently wait for God alone, my soul, for he is the one who gives me hope. He alone is my protector and deliverer. He is my refuge. I will not be shaken. God delivers me and exalts me. God is my strong protector and my shelter. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts upon him. God is our shelter. Men are nothing but a mere breath. Human beings are unreliable. When they are weighed in the scales, all of them together are lighter than air. Do not trust in what you can gain by oppression. Do not put false confidence in what you can gain by robbery. If wealth increases, do not become attached to it. God has declared one principle. Two principles I have heard. God is strong, and you, O Lord, demonstrate loyal love. For you repay men with what they do. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 Salutation from Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be saints, with all those in every place who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving. I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. For you were made rich in every way in him, in all your speech and in every kind of knowledge, just as the testimony about Christ has been confirmed among you, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Divisions in the Church I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree together to end your divisions and to be united by the same mind and purpose. For members of Chloe's household have made it clear to me, my brothers and sisters, that there are quarrels among you. Now I mean this, that each of you is saying, I am with Paul, or I am with Apollos, or I am with Cephas, or I am with Christ. Is Christ divided? Paul wasn't crucified for you, was he? Or were you in fact baptised in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptise any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptised in my name. I also baptised the household of Stephanus, otherwise I do not remember whether I baptised um, anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptise, but to preach the gospel, and not with clever speech, so that the cross of Christ would not become useless. The Message of the Cross for the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, 
I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and I will thwart the cleverness of the intelligent. Where is the wise man? Where is the expert in Mosaic Lord? Where is the debater of this age? Has God not made the wisdom of the world foolish? For since in the wisdom of God the world by its wisdom did not know God, God was pleased to save those who believe by the foolishness of preaching. For Jews demand miraculous signs, and Greeks ask for wisdom. But we preach about a crucified Christ, a stumbling block to the Jews, and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Think about the circumstances of your call, brothers and sisters. Not many were wise by human standards, not many were powerful, not many were born to be a privileged position. But God chose what the world thinks foolish to shame the wise, and God chose what the world thinks weak to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, what is regarded as nothing, to set aside what is regarded as something, so that no one can boast in his presence. He is the reason you have a relationship with Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord.